Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. It's Hugh Ballou from Center Vision Leadership Foundation. I'm the founder and president. It's a nonprofit giving ever more successful nonprofits guiding ever more successful nonprofits, transforming lives and building legacies. We, bottom line, we transform people's lives. We impact people's lives. One of the ways that we we get ourselves known, you're listening to the Nonprofit Exchange, by the way, but one of the things that we as leaders share the word about what we're doing, give people an experience about and a connection with us because, you know, all of this is about relationship, um, is having events. And there's many of us that have trouble getting people to events, and we might even lose money on events. So we have a professional event planner today, and Martina De Napoli is my guest today. So Martina, tell people a little bit about who you are. Hi, Hugh. Well, first of all, thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to be talking to you and to your members. Um, once again, my name is Martina Di Napoli. I'm the founder of Storia Mia Events. Storia Mia means my story in Italian. I'm an Italian-American citizen, so I wanted to incorporate my two heritage and my two backgrounds, my two cultures into my agency. And the reason why I want this to be different from other event planner agency out there is because like we said in the presentation, I want my event to have a story. I want my event to have a meaning, to have a heart, to explain the reason why we're getting together um, and not just to have an event, just to have it and post it on social media. So I, I've been in the event industry for over a decade, you know, as long as I can remember, starting from food and beverage in a um, uh, five-star hotel in Miami, uh, South Beach, Florida. Then I moved to California to finish my study, my bachelor's degree in hospitality management. And I started working for the Disneyland Hotel, for the Walt Disney Company in Anaheim in California for their meetings and events and their destiny and their uh, fairy tale weddings. Um, unfortunately, after COVID, as you all well know, life took a different turn. And so I had to be creative and adjust. And actually, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because Storia Mi Events was born. And I was able to bring into my agency everything that I've been learning and executing um, from the best example in the industry. And now I can do it for my own clients. That's a whole lot of stuff. You've had quite a journey in a short time. <laughs> I, I, I'm a few years ahead of you, but I... I did events working in mega churches, uh, and then in my nonprofit, we produce an annual event, and it's a lot of work. The last one I did mm -hmm. killed me. So mm -hmm. let's unpack this a little bit. Everybody, you know, we start a nonprofit, and many people say, "Oh, we'll just do events. People come and they'll throw money at us," or mm -hmm. you know, whatever. There's a, there's a there's a myth we tell ourselves, but it's hard work doing an event. As a matter of fact, you could lose money doing an event, couldn't you? Absolutely. So, yes. so if, if I wanted to have an event and I would call you up, you know, how would we have a conversation 
um, but I need to explore what type of event, what my goals were. Give me some questions that you'd ask me when I say I want to do an event. Well, that's just a blank canvas. Right, right. It has a lot of open-ended you know, discussion because events is a very broad umbrella. And so that is the reason why a, a professional event planner could jump into the conversation and kind of like guide the client to make the right cho choices. And the reason is because having a professional like us in the long term, like in the long run of it, you end up saving money because we'll help you not making any mistakes will help you narrow it down your visions and pretty much showcasing what your what your what your vision is in reality so you know a lot of people when they start with the idea of I want to have an event they have all these ideas and it's great but then in the end of the day because of budget because of guest count because of actual goal of what the event is for we help and narrow it down and so that you can have the best outcome for it super super we um um i think sometimes we are social entrepreneurs and so and entrepreneurs think mm -hmm. we're superman or superwoman and you know we can do it it's a worthy cause well we don't we forget to connect the dots to mm -hmm. why people why people should care um mm -hmm. so there's a there's a number of um reasons slash benefits that people have from doing an event so what i heard you say you tell the story i think uh, we also build relationships mm -hmm. we also always we can raise money you know we're, yeah. we're we're educating people about what we do is that did i leave something out i think you hit the major points i do want to add that i'm all about providing value Value for me is a big concept that it, unfortunately, it's a little bit hard to explain because it's not, it's something that it's not tangible, but it's just an experience. So when we go into the event world, representing our client or helping our guests or anything, it's the value that we put in that you know, mixed up for why are we even here in the first place? That's critical. Why are we here? So if I wanted to do like a fundraising event, which is mm -hmm. people do galas, they do other, they do auctions, they do numbers, mm -hmm. kinds of fundraising events, they don't always raise enough money to offset the costs. So, you know, you, you just slid something by there and I'm going to highlight it. Um, <laughs> um, having a professional such as Martina, helps us not waste money. You know, we don't spend money unnecessarily and we don't make bad decisions, which cost money. And mm -hmm. most nonprofits are running on a pretty lean shoestring, but it that would be more of a reason to find somebody that knows what they're doing and can advise us. Right. On, Is it a good idea? And then have we got the right idea of how to pull it off? So, so are there any particular challenges for fundraising events now go back to your story i would think that's mm -hmm. key telling the story of the impact that you've had in people's lives mm -hmm. i would say for fundraiser event is the the benefit of having someone like us in like on the team it just gives more opportunity and, and more room for 
development and grow for the client to interact with the crowd. So let's say I have a fundraiser for a church. Um, my client is Hugh. And, you know, having me and my team behind the scenes running the show, taking care of all the logistics and all the vendors, the setup, the strike, will leave Hugh more room and more opportunity to actually connecting with the guests that you're inviting so that at the end you can raise more money or you can create more relationship or you can connect more with future donors or anything for marketing and advertising so anything along that way it's brought by having kind of like a network system like a support system behind you right and I always tell my client there is a difference between running the show and hosting the show. We run the show. We run around like literally with our clipboard and, you know, radio and talking to the vendors and being the point of contact for, with any uh, deliver, deliveries or anything like that. The client has to host the show, which is completely two different scenarios. And this scenario is the key to have a more productive and successful, especially fundraiser. So it's key that we have a critical mass and you know, enough people in the room to make it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I get invited to lots of gala events and I know gala, they're going to ask you for money. Mm -hmm. A little reticent, you know, how many nonprofits can I give to? So right. how do we, how do we um, address that? How do we talk to people about why it's important for them to be there? Again, I will say like, go back to value is the same thing. What kind of value are you actually offering your, your guests? So for example, a couple of fundraisers that I work with in the past is we provide value for our client, but also the client has to provide value for the people that they're inviting to their gala or to their fundraiser. Because as a person, if I don't see there is something that I connect with, I'm not motivated to go, right? So I will say, really know your audience, really know your crowd and what, what are they interested in knowing, learning, um, getting out of this event? How is this event makes a difference for the people who is attending? So, you know, providing maybe for some providing an amazing meal could be a, a motivator for them to say, I do want to go to that. I want to attend and I want to be part of that cause. Maybe for some other people would be like a something educational kind of like a like a, a free session of like a workshop that people will attend and get out of that event with extra knowledge so it's really specific I would say to the market that we're trying to reach and what we what we can do for them because I believe that giving and receiving it has to work on a flow so I think that's the secret for hosting a good event one of the um, hangups, I'm going to just call it what it, I think it is. Um, nonprofit leaders don't want to ask for money. I don't like mm -hmm. that. Well, it's not for you, Bubba. It's for the cause. The cause, right. Huh? So mm -hmm. we have to reframe our thinking. I've been right. to 
I've been to fundraising events, galas and auctions where they're very well run. And so you stay on your toes because you don't want to miss the next thing. It's exciting. And I've been to events where there's lots of downtime and you mm-hmm. know people get sour and they just, the energy goes out of the room. Yes. So, so having someone professional to work with a venue, to work with a food, food service, to work with the servers, all of that, just to keep it flowing. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't know how to do that. We just, we just say do it and that's not, that yeah. doesn't work. I, I want to kind of touch on that point because I have a background, again, I'm a hospitality major, but I have a background in food and beverage. So I think, and I argue that point that for any professional event, it, it doesn't have to be just planners, like anyone who's in the event industry, I think having a background in food and beverage is crucial because food and beverage, if you think about it, it's pretty much a, a very large percentage of your budget goes into food and beverage because that's how you cater to your guests, right? You offer beverage, refreshments, appetizer, odors, anything that has to kind of like call the audience. And having someone who understands that element is very, very important because that will help with the run of the entire show. When to service, when to stop service so that you can give time for a presentation, for example, right? You need a break. Um, And unfortunately, you know, sometimes we have these events that are run by uh, someone who can run it, but doesn't really understand that background of food and beverage that kind of like behind the timeline logistics or food and beverage and that can throw off some of the procedure of the entire night, like the flow of the night or the day, of course. (laughs) Yeah, we can all complain because we know better, but we don't. We're not in the food and beverage business, so we can probably throw a wrench into that. So <laughs> is there um, an outside timeline? How long is too long for an event or does it vary a lot? It varies. It varies. I would say anything between the four to five hours, it's kind of the standard. Wow. Yeah, uh, I've seen six hours, which it's a little bit too long, but that's when it's um, you know, there is some sort of addition to like a party after that. Um, so people tend to stay a little longer. Uh, but I will say like four hours, it's 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 a good one hour as a kind of like walk-in and introduction, mix and mingle, another good hour of presentation, um, like an hour, an hour and a half for presentation. And then you want to give some time to people just again to connect and relax before they slowly start to trickle out so i would say like minimum it's five four hours about that is there any correlation between how much wine you serve and how much money you you raise Mm, i love that question um i would say yes um sometimes i've seen in my experience that when there is um something such as an open bar or like a special cocktail like a cute little like cocktail that is named after the event that it's kind of like tie on with the theme of the event 
um, it inspire more, you know, curiosity and people get excited and they tend to consume that a little bit more than just like a regular beverage. Um, and that can, you know, increase your, your, your final, um, revenue at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 So, um, wow. Now, there's a, there's a sequencing to things in an event and getting things in the right sequence. So there's a gathering time and mm -hmm. then the meal service and then maybe mm -hmm. some entertainment while people are eating. Mm -hmm. So those, those, those add to the, the cost of it, unless you get a volunteer to, that wants to. Right. Um, and then you've got probably a keynote or a main testimony about what mm -hmm. you do that's going to get people excited. So. Mm -hmm. What's a good way to end an event? I love that. Um, sometimes we've we've ended like, for example, sometimes we've done um, silent auction or like a you know the raffle items, and we tend to leave those at the end, uh, just because people will tend to stay a little longer throughout the whole event, and then after the raffle item, um, you know element entertainment of the night they start to slowly leave the the you know the occasion um otherwise i would just say you have to really get into your entertainment piece of it and with the music the music and the lighting of the room really dictates when there is like a change of energy and like the ambience of the event Oh, I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Very subtle, very subtle, but you can tell there is a difference in, you know, like the, again, like it's all about flow and people, people would know. Well, you know, it, it's not manipulation. It's, it's honoring the, the flow of the evening and not wasting people's time and giving them a right. good time. Right, right. Yes. So if we say come to an event, that sounds really boring. So how do we name, how do we name events so people say oh I got to check that out? Um, I think people love and this is this is my kind of like style and and brand and you know we all we all kind of different but people in my experience love something that is very personal so something that ties in with something that they feel some sort of connection so not just an event is again like the story of x y and z why we're here i argue that people love puns so anything that it has to tie in with something smart and funny that you can tell that there has been some sort of um time spent to create the title that's also very captivating um and i would say something that it's um kind of like themed with anything that is current, whether you want to talk about a song or a theater musical or a movie, something that it's current that keeps people interested in why would they be attending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's people want to say, oh, I'm so busy. Well, mm -hmm. everybody's busy, but um, bottom line is that people want to do I mean, they'll do what they want to do. Yeah. 
don't you don't you think i i agree i agree and you know at that point i also believe that if people are not so into the cause or even interesting in in investing an hour or a couple of hours of their day those are that's not your your market right those are not people that they will stay loyal to the cause and 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 trust the process and support the cause so you know those are the analysis that i was i was talking in the beginning when you really have to kind of know the people that you will be catered to so that you're focusing your energy and your budget to the people that they will give you more return yes at the end of the day that's a key point you know who is your audience and then you know you want to and i want to ask you about some promotion you want to invite mm -hmm. people who aren't destitute they've got some spendable income mm -hmm. and so um <coughs> so you want to give them a reason to drop everything else and come and I think nowadays with the virtual world that we live in, um, I've seen many events who gave them opportunity to say, we hosted uh, in person. It's a great opportunity to come and mix and mingle in person. However, for people that are not able to attend in person or they're still exercising some sort of, you know, caution or they're even out of state, um, you can join us virtually on Zoom and we can, um, you know, broadcast this event on Facebook or any other platform so that people say, oh, I'm not in the area, but I would love to attend. I would love to learn the cause and maybe, you know, become a member or anything else for future reference and they can still join. So nowadays, I think we have a little more access to participating with all this virtual help uh, and creativity, but definitely like you said you do need to focus on the people that know are going to be there and supporting you at the end of the day and those people would be people that could invite others correct people who donate know people who donate yeah so that's so um martina i'm gonna you have a lovely website and i'm gonna thank you and get my act together i'm gonna those of you who are um listening on the podcast of course can't see it however you can go to the 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 nonprofit exchange.org org the nonprofit exchange.org and then you can see the video and you can see uh, the link of course on your podcast there'll be the link for her website so you can just click on that and go there but if people go to your website which is lovely what <laughs> will they find they would find a little bit of our story, how we came to be. That's our mission and vision uh, vision statement. So pretty much what we stand for. And actually, um, speaking of nonprofit, we do work very closely with um, animal shelter. So if you read through our mission, we do say that a percentage of our event and um, our revenue will go towards a animal shelter organization. We are very 
uh, proactive on volunteering and um, you know uh, supporting the um, adopt on shop costs. So that th this is our kind of like little side um, uh, focus uh, that we want to still be involved in the community and make a difference. Super, super. I think everybody mm -hmm. ought to have a philanthropic side to them with mm -hmm. reciprocity and giving to others. Absolutely. So, um, I did a workshop for a, actually it was a museum of a house of a founder of one of the small cities in, in, in Virginia. And we transformed the idea from just being a museum to being a place they could hold events and make history. Yeah. So yeah. on your website, you have weddings, celebrations, holidays, fundraisers. You have you have a number of types of events. And yes. it's, it's um, we get stuck in the uncreative rut. So how can you help us get out of that uncreative rut when we say, hey, Martina, we want to raise, we want to have an event and raise a lot of money. What do we do? I would say let's get to work. <laughs> well, but definitely I will say like where I would identify the goal. So identifying the goal and you know having a specific goal, something that can be achievable and specific, right? So once we have this goal, we will find outlet of how do we reach this? How many people will we need? What venue will be great to tie in with a goal right it might be like a park or like you said it might be a museum I think the venue is also very personal to the cause and to the event right it has to kind of like make sense why are we holding it at that venue um entertainment I entertainment is such a again like a highlight of the night because people want to have a good time and they want to connect and they want to you know for maybe two hours three hours of their day they don't want to think about work or emails so giving them a value like a very fun entertainment I would say that will help with um you know the the experience and the feeling of saying we loved that we were at that event and we cannot wait for the next one well, Martina, this time has flown by really fast. There's so much to know. And obviously, <laughs> you've got a deep knowledge and I would like to say a passion about doing this. Yes. If, you know, I really don't like working with people who are boring, who don't really have a passion. They just do a job. So the benefit. Right. So, so on your website, is there a communication uh, place that people can find you and, and, and con connect with you? Absolutely. Yes, there is a, an addition at the bottom of the website that says how to start. So that will be um, an opportunity for people to input their email, um, phone number, and they can just have like a coffee. Ch I call it a coffee chat, like, you know, like a casual meet and greet. We can have a coffee while we are on the web on the virtual call and we can just you know, create relationship and help each other grow and learn something new every day. Um, so there is definitely a, a, a room for connecting opportunity there. And I also have um, a page where I showcase my events. So hopefully that could also give some sort of inspiration where people 
you know, might think of doing something like, oh, let me go and check and let's see what it's available out there. You know, sometimes I had to do like an orange carpet instead of a red carpet, just because orange was the color of the logo. And that was the highlight of the, you know, it made the event so customized and very specific to the cause. Everyone kept talking about the orange carpet. So when I ask people who have engaged me after the fact, what did I do? And can you describe my work? And they said, you're a confidential advisor helping me mm -hmm. do what I want to do. So we could say that's part of your job. You have a knowledge base, you have contacts, you're a wealth of resources. So Martina, this has been a great joy to uh, have you inspire us today with all your knowledge. Thank you so much Thank for you. being our guest on the Nonprofit Exchange. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It, it has been a pleasure and I'm very happy to help in any way I can. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.